from the huddle to the top of the key. Welcome to the Stag Sports Show, presented by Hunter Vision. Now, here's your host, Casey Stag. Welcome to the program. This is the Stag Sports Show. I'm your host, Casey Stag. We're presented by Hunter Vision. Michael Brown is in the Michael David Patrick Brown is in the studio. Why do you have four names? I don't know. You might as well give me my social security number though. Let's give my whole name. There's actually probably you know 300 Michael David Patrick Browns in the world. There's a lot of Michael Browns though. <laughs> Too soon, man. Oh, I didn't even think about that when I said it. Good thing you don't live in Ferguson. Yeah, good thing. This is a rough start <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. show. Um, this is AM660 The Answer. We're on am660theanswer.com. You can always tweet the show at Stag Sports Show. Mike has the Twitter page open. You know, if you don't want to give us a call, you can always tweet at the show. If you do want to give us a call, you can give us a call at 407 774 8255. We'll be talking about uh, multiple things today. We're going to talk a little Orlando City soccer in the second segment. Uh, our insider Caleb will join us as always. Uh, we'll talk some NBA playoffs, man. It's been a, a fun first week in the NBA playoffs, and, and Mike always has plenty to say when it comes to basketball. Um, but before we get into any of that, I want to talk about something that is bigger than sports. And if uh, you guys have been following anything the last couple of days related to sports, I'm sure you've heard Josh Hamilton's name be thrown a, thrown around a couple times and. uh He's on the brink of being traded back to his former team, the Texas Rangers, uh, where he had very, very good success. He was an all-star all five years he was there, along with winning the MVP in 2010. Um, and just to give you a brief history on uh, Josh Hamilton and who he is, he was a stud coming out of uh, of high school. He's a he's a southern boy from, from North Carolina, a real quiet, soft-spoken guy, um, and he was considered a blue-chip prospect right out of high school. He was drafted number one overall by the Tampa Bay Rays in 1999. He, he signed a signing bonus worth uh, more than $3 million. And um, when he was playing minor league ball for the Rays, he, he got in a, a car accident with his parents. And, and he had mentioned in interviews after the the uh, this incident that he was very close with his parents. And, 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 you know, the two things he always knew in his life was baseball and his parents. And in this incident, in this accident, he uh, both of those things were affected. His parents were injured um, pretty badly in the accident. He was injured, too, to where he couldn't play baseball. So, you know, in this time of his life where he had lost the two things that he, he, he knew for a short period of time, is when he was introduced to uh, drugs and alcohol. You know, he said he started to hang around a certain tattoo parlor at this time, and and everyone there, you know, he 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 enjoyed the people. They were nice people, but they had some bad habits. And of course, just being associated with these people, he fell into these same bad habits. And uh, you know, his whole body got tattooed. And this is when he was first introduced to alcohol and drugs. In his life, so now he's on the on the verge of being traded back to the Texas Rangers. Um, and it, you know, early on in his career, he was in and out of baseball, suspended for for years at a time because he kept failing these drug tests that that he had to take. You know, part of be, with being a part of the the Major League Baseball um, system, and he was out for three years at one point with the Rays, and he ended up getting. 
drafted by the Cubs in the Rule 5 draft and then traded to the Cincinnati Reds briefly after that. Um, but he's been outspoken about his faith for the for the last 10 years. He said he, he, he became sober in 2005, and uh, since that, you know, he's he's publicly acknowledged that he has relapsed three times in the last ten years, and the 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 latest one being this year in, in February 2015, and this one being the most severe because the the two prior to that were was just alcohol, but this one consisted of both alcohol and cocaine, and to put on top of that, this year he's also filed for a divorce from his wife, and um, it's not just him and his wife; he has four daughters with you know three with his wife and one that he's fathering, you know, from a, his wife had from a prior marriage um, with Josh Hamilton. And baseball aside, I think this is the smartest move that Josh Hamilton can make going back to the Texas Rangers. And it's it seems like a mutual thing because the Angels owner has been adamant that he does not want Josh Hamilton to put an Angels jersey on ever again because he, because he has relapsed and because he has fallen back into this uh, addiction that he has. And you know he's on... He's on the radar of everyone in baseball, including the owner that's paying him millions and millions of dollars every year to to suit up in his in his uniform and play baseball. So you can understand that the frustration that the owner of the Angels may have with with Josh Hamilton. But going back to him, going back to to the Texas Rangers, I think is the smartest move he can make personally. You know, who cares if he adds a bat to their to their lineup? This is where he found success in his personal life. This is where he surrounded himself with the right people and found victory against the addiction that he had with drugs and alcohol in his life. It seems like when he moved back or when he moved to LA, when he got traded to the angels in 2012 is when it started to go downhill. He wasn't surrounding him himself with the same people that he had in Texas. So I think it's a a good thing for him to go back to the Texas Rangers. And I think baseball needs to be put on the far, far back burner in his life. And his relationship with the Lord needs to come first. And his relationship with his daughters and his wife needs to come after that. And then baseball can come anytime after that. And he had mentioned in the past when he had relapsed that he got away from the thing that gave him victory. He said, the reason I was able to you know, fight the addiction that I had in my life with drugs and alcohol was because I had a relationship with the creator of this universe, Jesus Christ. So he's got to get back to that. He's got to get back to his relationship with God before he can find success, let alone on the baseball field in his personal life. You know, I can, I can speak from personal experience with this. Um, I have, I do have a history of, of drug addiction and, I know the the thing that got me through that, the thing that got me past that was a relationship with God and and surrounding myself with those right people. And I have I have slipped off, I have relapsed um once or twice since then, since uh about 5 or 6 years ago I gave my life to the Lord and um I've slipped a couple times because there's that there's that temptation, there's that you know, and it's an addiction. You 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 crave those things sometimes. But uh, what pushes you through and what makes you stronger is the relationship with the Lord and surrounding yourself with the with the with the people that that um, believe the same thing that you do. So, if he found success in Texas, I say, you know, Josh Hamilton, this is this is another chance for you to to uh, grab hold of what you know to be true, what you know, what you know, uh, where you can get that support and overcome this again. Um, and it's not like 
you go, you know, we, we like speaking from the, the angel's owner, we go through life and, uh, sometimes we judge people a little too harshly. Sometimes, especially athletes, we don't give them enough grace when they, when they fail. Um, but I know for me, personal experience, um, you can mess up and there's a redemption, um, through the cross of Jesus Christ. And, uh, I've experienced that full force to where I can overcome this addiction, um, through that relationship first and foremost, and through support of the people that believe this, what I, what I believe. You know, a lot of people are familiar with the I am second videos. A lot of major celebrities and athletes went on, um, you know, on the camera and, and pretty much the premise of it is saying, I am second. God is first in my life. And I was watching his, his video this morning and I was like, man, that's an incredible, incredible story. I love that testimony. And then when you hear him falling back into these things, there's something deep within me that gets angry. And I, I want to be angry at Josh Hamilton. If I'm really, really honest with you guys, something within me gets angry at him and it's, it's not right in me to do that. And I think it, it, it makes me angry because I know he's a, professing to be a Christian and I know he has a relationship with God, but when you fall back into these things, it's like, gosh, you know, you're in such a, you have an incredible platform with being one of the best players in, in baseball to really be a shining example of the power that the, the blood of Christ can have in your life. And you keep falling back into it. But then I'm like, I pity him because it just shows you like how hard it is to fight addiction, how hard it is to have victory in your life. And man, you know, I, I feel for him. I feel for his family. I want so bad for him to be victorious. I don't care if he ever hits another single in his life. Like, man, his, his addiction, his family, his relationship with God, that's all I care about from this point. I don't, I don't care if he ever steps foot on a baseball field again. I don't care if he ever hits another home run as a, as a, uh, a follower of Christ to another follower of Christ. I want him to be victorious in his life. I want him to find um, victory and beat this addiction that, that just seems like it keeps coming back, you know, every two or three years. And I want him to get past that so that he can show people how, how powerful the cross of Christ is, how powerful the blood of Christ is. And if Josh, you know, if you're listening, I highly doubt you are, but man, it would be cool if you were, I just want to say there's nothing more important and powerful than being in the presence of the Father. There's nothing more, um, nothing that can change your life more than knowing that the Father loves you and that you can be in his presence no matter what at any time during the day. And that if you make that your number one priority in life, then the rest of your life is going to take care of itself. And I want you to know where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And that's the that's what the Father is saying to you. You know, yeah, you keep screwing up. Yeah, you keep falling back in your sin. But man, wherever that sin is in your life, God has more grace to overcome that sin that you have in your life for you. And maybe that's not for Josh. Maybe that's someone else that's listening to this, just happens to be flipping through the, the radio and, and on our show. Maybe that's for you. And uh, I want you to know, man, that that love and forgiveness is is waiting for you from the Father, from the Creator of this universe. Um, but it's for Josh as well, man. If you're listening, <laughs> just know that the Father loves you, um, and I'm rooting for you. You know, I don't I don't care about baseball at this point. I'm rooting for you to have victory in your life. I'm rooting for you to to get back in relationship with the Father, and uh, love you. This is Stag Sports Show. We'll be right back. 
Hey, business owners, I have a question for you. Are you happy with the advice you're getting from your CPA? I'll ask you one more time. Are you happy with the advice that you're getting from your CPA? If not, Strawbeck Consulting not only provides you with the best financial advice, but prevents issues down the road. I've personally known Rick and his team for over 15 years and wouldn't recommend anyone else. So quit throwing your money at the CPA who isn't meeting your needs and check out Strombeck Consulting at Strombeck.com. That's S-T-R-O-M-B-E-C-K.com. Hey guys, it's your host, Casey from the Stag Sports Show. I have a message for all the business owners out there. You guys know how important signage is for your business. And if it's time to replace your sign and upgrade, I've got the company just for you. Creative Signs has been serving Central Florida since 1981. They are the best in the business when it comes to service and quality of work. If you would, do me a favor and check them out on the web at creativesignsinc.com. Once again, that's creativesignsinc.com. Hey guys, it's Ryan again from the Stag Sports Show. Are you looking to put a new roof on your house? Well, if so, you want the company that has the most experience in town to do so. Universal Roofing Contracting not only provides you with the quality products and service that you're looking for, but they'll go above and beyond to assure that their client is satisfied. I personally know Ken and Jared Mellick, and I would recommend them over any other roofing company in Orlando. Check Universal Roofing Contracting out on the web at universalroof.com. That's universalroof.com. Welcome back to the Stag Sports Show. I'm your host, Casey Stag. We are presented by Hunter Vision. You can tweet the show at Stag Sports Show or give us a call, 407-774-8255. I wanted to mention our sponsor uh, for the first segment, even though this is the second segment now, is the Lovely Project. And I just want to spend a little bit of time uh, describing to you guys what this organization does. It's a non-profit organization uh, with the headquarters here in Orlando, and it was started by uh, Dr. Crystal Evans and, and uh, three younger women that have really just championed the cause of uh, allowing young women, young girls, you know, all the way from the age of 11 to 18 to uh, find their value, to find their, their valor, um, to find their worth in something other than what the world says it is, whether it's their their gender or their looks. Like, there is something bigger out there that that gives these girls their value and their worth and what they're doing is incredible. Um, they have now gotten into the public school system. They went to Wheatley Elementary in Apopka uh, earlier this month and were able to affect young fourth and fifth grade girls that, you know, if we're honest with ourselves, are probably on the road for destruction. But they're getting to these girls and they're bringing an incredible word to them that is encouraging, that is lifting them up, that is hopefully changing the course of their life from here on out. And, uh, you know, let's face it, guys, these organizations, they need money to back them. And they're not asking me to, you know, have me, you know, just be propaganda and ask ask for money. But I am telling you guys, like, man, if you're going to throw money at an organization, really consider who you're throwing money at and who you're giving money to and make sure it's someone who's doing incredible things. And I can tell you for sure the Lovely Project is. I've seen it with my own eyes. And uh, they're really their their goal is to change the course of young girls' lives here in Orlando. So if you love the city, if you live here, and you want to see it change for the greater good, this organization ha- has their feet on the ground, their hands deep into it, and they're actually doing stuff. So 
if you are a person that loves giving to, to organizations and loves seeing people move and change and shake things up, I can tell you this organization is doing it. If you want any more information, you can check them out at thelovelyproject.org. You can donate on their website. Um, and feel free to, if you even have questions about it, you know, I'm not a woman, I, I'm not personally running it, but I know a little bit about it. If you have more questions about it, you can even call call the station, and I'd love to talk to you. Anyway, let's let's transition into some sports. We mentioned Orlando being the local city here, and we have an incredible soccer team representing our city. And that leads us to our Orlando City Soccer insider, Caleb. Um, thanks for joining the show, Caleb. How you doing? Hey, doing pretty good, Casey. Thanks for having me again. You got it. It's uh, we're we're in the heart of the the MLS season. I feel like it just started. You know, we had that incredible game one. Um, against New York City um, Soccer Club, and and from there on out, it's kind of I I personally feel like it's died out a little bit. Do you feel like we still have a lot of mem- momentum uh, with Orlando City, you know, playing soccer here in in our beautiful city? Yeah, absolutely. I you know I I don't think that there's really been anybody who you know if if if, if you take a step back and realize that this is an expansion team um, to see that. You know, six weeks going into the season here, and we're, uh, you know, we're sitting in the in, in the fifth spot in the East. Um, a lot of strong teams out there, and uh, they're still feeling pretty confident. You know, it, it, we were we feels like we've been gone on the road for a long time. We had our last two games back to back. It was pretty much uh, our best game of the season, <laughs> coupled with probably our worst game of the season last week. But um, the Coach Heath, he he just he has an incredible way of, you know, making sure these players, um, you know, stay positive, stay focused, and also um, between him and Phil Rollins, I think they do a good job of being in the media as well. Um, there, I always hear him on on a lot of different stations, on TV, on radio, um, constantly, you know, praising the team for the things they are doing well. And I think the fan base is hearing that. They're expecting over 30,000 again uh, for Sunday's game. So, um, you know, yes, we need to win very badly. But, um, no, I, I don't I don't think it's dying down any. I think the city is still pretty pretty excited about Orlando City. Yeah, you, you touched on a couple things that uh, I wanted to ask you here. We are currently sitting in the fifth spot in the Eastern Conference, but we've played seven games. Uh, we've mm-hmm. played more games. So just to explain to the listeners, it's not necessarily based on, on a, a record, but it's based on a point system. You get three points for a, a win, zero points for a loss, and one point for a tie. So, you know, most often than not, the more points you have is pretty indicative of, of – the the games the amount of games that you played and at the end of the year everyone plays the same amount of games so we're right now you know we're we're up in the standings simply because we played you know one one team I know has only played four games this year but right. anyway uh, it, my feeling is we've played at the level that we should be at the top of the Eastern Conference um, you know but the points don't line up to that and I know we've talked about it a lot. This year, we've had heartbreaking losses that gets us no points. You know, we're we're expecting to at least get one point heading into the last minute, and then a minute later, we're you know the game's ended and we're walking away with zero points. And um, do you do you have that same feeling that we're we're playing like we should be at the top of the Eastern Conference, but our 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 you know our ranking in the standings don't really line up with that? Yeah, I mean that's that's fair to say. It's it's you know it that's really what makes soccer you know pretty 
pretty fun to watch once you understand the point system. And that's why people, you know, a lot, a lot of Americans say, well, there's no tying in sports. What's a tie? You know, I either want you to win or lose. But, um, you know, when, when you do get that point uh, for a draw, um, that is that can really add up at the end of the season. And, yeah, to lose those heartbreakers, even if you're not necessarily losing the win, if you're losing the draw, can hurt just as much because, you know, not only are you giving up, you know, a point there for the draw, but you're giving that other team three points. So it's a pretty big swing in the last seconds of the game. But, um, you know, that, that's just the way it is. I mean, if, if you watch, you know, anybody out there, if you watch the other games going on, Orlando City's not the only ones who have dealt with some last-minute, um, you know, heartbreaks as well as uh, victories. Um, but that's what makes it so exciting, um, an unbe- unbelievable game. You know, and our games that we've had here at home, you don't see anybody leaving the stands. So <laughs> even, you know, it's not like a basketball game or football game or even uh, even baseball. I mean, if it, the game, even if you're a two-goal difference, you're going to be sitting there hoping to either hang on to your lead or hope you can climb back into it. And it, it really keeps you um, entertained for all 90-plus minutes. Yeah, you mentioned the great home fans that we have here in Orlando, but it's funny, we have only scored one goal at home this year. I don't yeah. know if, you, if you've realized no. that. Do you think there's something to that? I mean, is it the, is it the artificial turf we're playing on out there? What's the deal? Why can't we score at home, Caleb? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty frustrating. Um, you know, but again, you know, this is just something that it's, it takes a lot of chemistry and a lot of right movement and a lot of strategy. There's a lot that goes into scoring a goal. We've seen some keepers make some unbelievable saves on us that nine times out of ten are going in the back of the net. But, you know, since you brought that up, I mean, that's what makes this game so important for both of these teams because we're at the point of the season now where Toronto, they've spent probably the most amount of money of any team, and they have some pretty big stars there uh, with Josie Altidore, Michael Bradley, um, Giovinco, he's an Italian player in his prime. They spent a lot of money on him, and they only have three points. They only have one win and uh, losses this year. So they are, are really striving to, to get a, a win. I mean, they're as hungry as they've ever been. They know if they don't start winning now, there's going to be some head start to roll, right? And Orlando has a lot of pressure because we have an incredible fan base. I think we're number three in the league right now in attendance. And we've only been able to, to score one goal. That's not good. The players know it. The coaches know it. The supporter groups know it. They know that eventually the bubble's going to burst, right? And we're going to start getting these balls in the back of the net. And hopefully that starts on, on Sunday. So, you you know, you mentioned we're, we're coming off the heels of probably our worst performance against uh, Columbus mm-hmm. last week. And, you you know, maybe you chalk it up to back-to-back road games. Um, but what what is going to be the key? I mean, any team, they they have it in them. When you get your butt kicked, you don't want to have that happen two weeks in a row. So naturally, they'll have that within them. But what is the key tomorrow night? Because, you know, you mentioned Toronto's going to come out and, and want to play tough because they, they've got to prove that they're worth the money that, that they're getting paid, you know, the star players out there. So what is the key for Orlando City tomorrow night against Toronto? We just have to find a way to stop them. The thing about Toronto is they can score at will. They can't stop anybody from scoring either. But uh, offensively, uh, they present an incredible hard task because they are, um, you know, they're coming at you with a very, very, probably one of the best two midfielders in the MLS now, you know, with Michael Bradley and 
um, Giovinco and then Josie Altador up top. Everybody's seen what he could do, even if you only watch um, international, U.S. international soccer. But, um, you know, they have to find a way to stop, stop, uh, um, Toronto in the midfield, but you know we do have the midfield that can do. On Molino um, and uh, Darwin Seren, uh, Okugo, um, they have to find a way to just slow them down and keep possession in the midfield. And hopefully, you know, I think our rookie will probably be starting up top. Kyle Lauren, um, he's going to have to capitalize on a. He's not going to have very many opportunities, but the ones he does get, you know, he's going to have to find a way to to finish them and. I think Toronto's going to play a little bit different game. I think they're going to play, you know, more defensively minded. That they're going to sit back and almost try to just take our heat for a little while, and then they're going to try to get a late goal and get out of here that they've seen other teams do to us. Um, but we just we, we need to find a way to control the ball, keep possession, and finish. Yeah, you mentioned some of the young talent that we have on the team. Are, are you are you encouraged with the direction that they're going? You mentioned, uh, you know, the number one overall draft pick of last year. I know he had a goal a couple weeks ago. Are you encouraged with the direction they're heading? Oh, absolutely. I mean, our young players, I mean, considering that this team did not exist a couple months ago, I mean, as far as playing together, there's a couple players we kept from last year, but it's, you know, it takes clubs sometimes a few years uh, to get the chemistry uh, to be able to compete every single game. And, you know, we've controlled up until last week We've dominated basically every opponent, um, and you know there's a lot of young guys in there um, that are that have been um, being able to to pick up the game. Some of them, you know, there's there's a language barrier for a lot of these young guys too, um, coming from South America. Um, you know, we got one from um, Honduras and one from uh, Colombia, um, and then you know some some guys from over in Europe, and it's really difficult for them to. Um, communicate, much less learn a new system and know their teammates. So considering all that, absolutely, uh, the team is, is doing really well. There's such high expectation for whatever reason on Orlando, but um, being a, a, a new franchise, um, they're they're doing an incredible job, um, the young guys and the veterans alike. Heading into the game tomorrow, you have a quick uh, injury update. How's the health of the team looking? Um, pretty good. Um, you know, we still don't have... Uh, Patterson, who's again our veteran striker that's supposed to be coming in there um, up top, he's still injured. Um, and I think Lewis Neal is still injured as well. He's a midfielder that started the first few games for us. But, um, you know, Tally Hall is actually our number one goalkeeper, believe it or not. Donovan Ricketts, who's been in there, um, he's, he, he's a little bit later in his career. He's been playing outstanding, but Tally Hall is about to start playing again. So we're going to get an upgrade in keeper here. Um, over the next week. I don't know if he'll be back this week, but I heard he's been playing and, and training um, the last couple of weeks, so we should have him back soon. Hey, great, Caleb. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Mike and I will be up at the Citrus Bowl tomorrow night, so we'll see you at the game. All right, go Orlando City. All righty. You guys can check out the game tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Uh, we mentioned they're playing Toronto FC. It's going to be a fun game. The game will be aired on Fox Sports 1. If you guys have not gotten out to an Orlando City game, I definitely encourage you. The atmosphere is incredible. Uh, the ruckus, they have a ton of fun out there. Um, and it's nice to have a team that is somewhat successful. The Magic have not been successful this year, so it's, it's fun to support your local team and get behind them, and uh, it's even better when we win. When we come back, I will tell you why Dwight Howard is back. This is the Stag Sports Show. 
AM 660. The Answer. On the road, get the answer online. AM660theanswer.com. AM 660. The Answer. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. The death toll continues to climb following a powerful earthquake in Nepal. Police say at least 1,130 people are confirmed dead in Nepal, where the estimated magnitude 7.8 quake struck a heavily populated area, including the capital, Kathmandu. U.N. Secretary General Ban Ki-moon has appointed a special envoy to Yemen. The job goes to the man who until now has led the U.N.'s Ebola mission. More than 1,000 people have been killed in recent weeks after Iran-backed Shiite rebels swept through the country and a Saudi-led Sunni coalition began airstrikes to drive them back. With a Patriot Act surveillance law about to expire, the Obama administration is unveiling a six-year-old report examining the once-secret program to collect information on Americans' calls and emails. Two women say they survived for 13 days in a remote part of Michigan's Upper Peninsula on melted snow, Girl Scout cookies, and cheese puffs. More details at srnews.com. Hey, it's Ryan from the Stag Sports Show. Are you considering LASIK eye surgery? Well, if so, check out our friends at Hunter Vision. Dr. Joel Hunter and his team are the best in the business, not to mention they are the leaders when it comes to the technology that's used. Look, here's the deal. You can pay more and get the results you want or pay less and make a mistake. Your eyes are way too precious to make a mistake. So do me a favor and check them out online for your free consultation at huntervision.com. And that's huntervision.com. Hey guys, it's your host, Casey from the Stag Sports Show. I have a message for all the business owners out there. You guys know how important signage is for your business. And if it's time to replace your sign and upgrade, I've got the company just for you. Creative Signs has been serving Central Florida since 1981. They are the best in the business when it comes to service and quality of work. If you would, do me a favor and check them out on the web at creativesignsinc.com. Once again, that's creativesignsinc.com. Hey, business owners, I have a question for you. Are you happy with the advice you're getting from your CPA? I'll ask you one more time. Are you happy with the advice that you're getting from your CPA? If not, Strawbeck Consulting not only provides you with the best financial advice, but prevents issues down the road. I've personally known Rick and his team for over 15 years and wouldn't recommend anyone else. So quit throwing your money at the CPA who isn't meeting your needs and check out Strombeck Consulting at Strombeck.com. That's S-T-R-O-M-B-E-C-K.com. Hey, homeowners, it's Casey again from the Stag Sports Show. Quick question, are you tired of looking at your old windows and doors that you have in your house? If so, you got to come and check out Mansion Windows and Doors in Winter Park. They're the best in the business. Neil Radloff has over 30 years of experience when it comes to replacing windows and doors. Do yourself a favor, give them a call, or go and see them at their new showroom at 1964 West Fairbanks, and you can always check them out at the web at mansionwd.com. That is mansionwd.com. Welcome back to the Stag Sports Show. I'm your host, Casey Stag. Give us a call, 407-774-8255, or you can tweet the show at Stag Sports Show. We're in the heart of the NBA playoffs. It's fun. Yes. You know, it's like, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint when it comes to NBA playoffs. It's a, it's, it's like a whole nother season. It's the greatest, um, greatest sporting event in the world. You know, it's, I disagree. I man. know, a lot of people disagree with me. But what do you, what do you think it is, by the way? 
The greatest sporting event? Yeah. The NBA playoffs. Really? Yeah. You serious? That's what I believe, yeah. It is fun, but I think I think I think March Madness is in the Final Four in particular. Just having that. But the level of basketball, die, even you know, even from the regular season to, to the playoffs, the gameplay is so much faster, so much more physical, so much more competitive. And it's it's basketball at its best. It is, but still, I think the players in the back of their minds still are saying it's a series. You know, it's you know where you've got college basketball, March Madness, and the Final Four. It's win or go home. Like they're giving it absolutely everything they have because they don't want to go home. They want to keep playing, and it just adds intensity to it. Now, if you get a Game Seven Finals, you know, of course that's incredible because that is win or go home. You know, season's over regardless. Um, but anyway, we are in the thick of that. And Mike always loves talking NBA. I mentioned Dwight Howard. I'll get to him in a little bit. But I wanted to, yeah, Dwight Howard, for all the people that may have burned his jerseys or ripped down the poster, the fathead that you had on your living room wall, he is still playing basketball and playing actually very well this playoffs. He's just not doing it for our Orlando Magic. Anyway, I've got a couple questions here that I wanted to ask Mike. Um, you know, he uh, he's the NBA guy. I uh, <laughs> I call him the NBA guy, but... What do you think the biggest storyline for week one has been so far in the NBA playoffs? I think it's has to do with the Dallas Mavericks and Rajon Rondo, who literally just quit on his team, which I've never I've never seen that before. Especially in the playoffs, maybe guys take games off or what have you, but this guy literally just quit. He has he wants nothing to do with the franchise. They want nothing to do with him anymore. Um and it's just really weird why, especially in a contract year, you feel like, yeah, Rondo, you don't you don't want to be there necessarily next year, but you're playing. The guy lost millions of dollars. I mean, he he lost a fortune. Not to say he's not already a millionaire, but I mean, he lost a fortune. He costs his he costs his team a chance to to advance to the round to next round. Um, and I've just I've just never seen that before. The way he was trying to foul out of the game, fouling Harden, you know that eight second violation, walking up the court without any pressure whatsoever. It was just bizarre to watch. And uh, I don't know, the dude has a real attitude problem. I've just never seen anything like it before. Yeah, you and I were talking about the situation before the show today, and uh, personally, when when Dallas made this move to go out and get Rajon Rondo, I loved it. I thought it would boost Dallas up. I mean, they I think before. They made the trade. They were sitting somewhere around the three or four seed. You know, it's early on and halfway through the season, so the seed didn't really matter. Um, but they were winning games, and they're often they were the most efficient offense in the game. And I thought getting Rondo would only accelerate that and make it a better thing. But it was actually the inverse. And yeah. I, I saw a stat the other day. You know, the first half of the season when he was with the Boston Celtics, they had something like a, a thirty percent, you know, thirty percent winning percentage. And without him, they had like a 60-something percent winning percentage. And then it was the inverse for Dallas. Without him, they had a 60-something winning percentage. And then with him, a 30-something winning percentage. So he is clearly the common denominator when it comes to this. And he's a different guy. You know, he was very, very successful when he was the fourth option with those Boston teams. You know, his KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, then Rondo. You know, he orchestrated it all. But still, he was the fourth option. He wasn't called on to score much. But you and I were talking... Rick Carlisle is known for being a, a tough guy and, you know, maybe even someone that's tough to play for. But do you think it's on Carlisle or do you think it's on Rondo? Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it, it might be a little bit of both. You know, I don't know if Rondo was just the product of, of the Celtic system. I mean, obviously you got you got 
three Hall of Famers that you're you're passing the ball to on that on that team. So, and since then, I don't know if he has been the quite. Obviously, he hasn't been as successful, a triple double machine, what have you. Um, but I got to give it. I got to put it on Rondo. It's him that's out on the court playing. It's him that that has the attitude and and um, you know the coach demands certain things of you. Maybe Rick Carlisle should have loosened the reins on Rondo a little bit, trusted him a little bit more. Um, but you got to buy in. You know, Mark Cuban is the best owner in the league, and you got to you got to buy into into the Mavericks system and way of doing things. And Rondo just was never willing to do that, uh, even for this short stint in this uh, in this contract year for him. You can give us a call four zero seven 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 four eight two five five. We've got Alex on the line. He wants to talk some NBA playoffs. What do you have for us, Alex? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Just been a great week in NBA basketball. I want to get your thoughts on. Dwight Howard's level of play so far in the playoffs, and if it's given Houston a chance to maybe actually win a title this year, can they beat either the Clippers or Spurs or Warriors? What do you guys think? Well, I'll tell you, Alex, I think the the Rockets have um, have shown that they've earned that, that second seed, um, especially now that Dwight is just playing like a, a monster like he used to play. Um, I think he's really back and he's really healthy. Uh he he just seems to be focused on playing defense and rebounding, which is which is really all he needs to do because he can he can get his his fifteen to twenty points just off of putback shots and and going pick and rolls on the move and in transition and uh, leave all the half court stuff to James Harden who who's their number one option. So they they look they look formidable. They look like they're going to be a tough matchup for anybody. I think I think they surpassed the Clippers as um, as a. Uh, one of the favorites. Yeah, thanks for the call, Alex. I think this success is is twofold here with Dwight Howard because it not only is him that's being successful, but I think it's freed up Josh Smith. Josh Smith looks like a totally different player. He's looked terrible when Dwight Howard has been out. You know, the second half of the year, Dwight Howard barely played, and Josh Smith did not look anything like the all star that he was in Atlanta. And I'm not a huge Josh Smith fan to start with. I don't I don't like his game at all. Um, but they played AAU basketball. They grew up together. I think there is something to it. So Dwight's not only affecting himself, he's affecting the other players on his team and allowing them to play at a higher level. So I think it is – I, I wasn't expecting this to, for Houston. You know, I picked Dallas to win the series. Granted, Rondo goes down. Parsons goes down. That's a tough That's a tough blow. Yeah. And they, they probably should have won the game last year. But I wasn't expecting to see this Houston team. I was expecting it to be similar to the regular season where Harden put the whole team on his back. And, you know, they still got the second seed – in the in the Western Conference, the very very tough Western Conference with Dwight Howard being out, with Terrence Jones being out, Josh Smith only being there half the year, um, but Hart, you know Harden went for forty two last night. But the first two games, he he wasn't scoring. He was getting to the line, but he was dishing first and and just letting the offense t- you know flow itself and, and you know letting it take care of itself. We mentioned Harden, we mentioned Dwight. Who do you think uh, the best looking player is so far in the playoffs? Um, well, I got to give it to. Uh... To Steph Curry, he just he looks he looks dominant. He he shoots a lot and he misses and he makes makes a lot. Um, but he looks like that 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 team team just looks like they're having a blast playing basketball. Um, you know, the other night he he brought his team back um, from twenty points down at the beginning of the fourth quarter to to an overtime victory against the Pelicans to go up three zero. Um, so I got to give it to Steph Curry. He's playing like a true MVP. Steph Curry does look good, and I want to say him. Uh, I think he is the MVP of the regular season, but there's two players that stick out to me. 
One being the player that he's playing in the first round, Anthony Davis. He is having a coming out party, and we all knew it was going to happen. That's when people really make a name for themselves. It's it's in the NBA playoffs. It's not right. it's not in the regular season. Nothing else matters. And you know the 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 Pelicans. I almost called them the Hornets. Uh, the Pelicans have looked really really good um, the last two games. They just couldn't finish them out. I mean, they should have won Game Three hands down, but Steph Curry got loose and you know hit some clutch threes. But Anthony Davis is playing all around. He's not just around around the rim. He's playing a great mid-game. His jumper looks good. He's rebounding. He's blocking. But the other guy is Kyrie Irving. I think he's making a name for himself, too. This is his first playoff appearance as an NBA player. And, you know, you think all the attention's on LeBron, but really it's been Kyrie Irving that has been lighting it up for them. He's, he's I think, taking a load off of LeBron. Kevin Love looks great as well. But I think the best player in that series so far has been Kyrie Irving and you know him and Anthony Davis and Steph Curry those will be the those will be the names for the next 10 15 years in the NBA that's the future right there i think with those three players you you know you mentioned Golden State playing well um who do you think is the best team is it Golden State that you've seen so far i don't know i don't i don't necessarily trust Golden State based off of um their low post defense based off of how dominant uh, Anthony Davis has been like the game 3 it seems like they were just letting him just go through the lane get everything um who looks the best in the last two games is San Antonio Spurs. They, they, you know, LA Clippers came out game one. They dominated. I don't know if they're gonna play like that again in this series. Um, they can. They're not necessarily out of the out of the running. I mean, Spurs won last night to go up two one, um, but they look really good. Another great player who's t- is Tim Duncan. He's just without. You know, he defers a lot to Tony Parker and Kawhi Leonard and Manu Ginobili, but without those guys, man, he's just he's just reliable. That old man can still play. He turns 39 this weekend and he's still playing like he's he's a, he's in his prime. Yeah, I think the only way to to truly answer that question is you look at the competition that they're playing, you know, Cleveland looks great, but guess what? They're playing a 500 Boston Celtics team that has nobody's on their team and Atlanta looks good, but same thing, they're playing a, a washed up Brooklyn team. I think the two teams that stick out are San Antonio. You know, they looked like trash the first game, but the last two games they look good. And, I mean, they're the defending champs. Right, and you, you base it off of who they're playing. I mean, the Clippers, they're no joke. They're the third seed in the in the Western Conference, and, and you've got Chris Paul, who's arguably playing the best of any point guard in the league right now. Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, they got a well-rounded team. But I think it's Houston, because Dallas is a strong team. They, they've been there before. They've won before. They have many veteran players on their team. And the way Houston is winning, I mean, to to come back last night, Dallas made a huge run in the second quarter, but but Houston fought back. You know, we mentioned James Harden playing very efficiently. Um, I think Houston so far with a 3-0 lead against Dallas in the first round is the best-looking team. We mentioned these teams being down. You know, there's teams that haven't won a game in a series yet. Of the teams that are down in all the different series, which one do you think has the best chance to make a comeback? Um, I would I would have to say the, the Los Angeles Clippers. Um I don't know. I don't know who else is down uh, two to one in the East. Um, well, Chicago, Milwaukee, that's three zero. Yeah, Atlanta's two zero. Um, Cleveland, Boston's three zero. I think, and then Washington think, and Toronto's three zero. Yeah, so. so they're the only they're the only team with one win that is that is down. So they have it. They have an opportunity. Like you said, they're third in the East. Um, so I, I'd give it to the Clippers. Stump the Stag. All right, it's time for Stump the Stag, and Stump the Stag is brought to you by Mansion Windows and Doors. Um, speaking of the NBA playoffs, Casey, we got a we got an NBA playoff related question. So, in the NBA playoffs, 
Who has the most games with 20-plus points, 5-plus rebounds, and 5-plus assists? The top five players who have the most games with 20-plus points, 5-plus rebounds, and 5-plus assists. And we'll be right back on the Stag Sports Show. Hey, it's Ryan from the Stag Sports Show. Are you considering LASIK eye surgery? Well, if so, check out our friends at Hunter Vision. Dr. Joel Hunter and his team are the best in the business, not to mention they are the leaders when it comes to the technology that's used. Look, here's the deal. You can pay more and get the results you want or pay less and make a mistake. Your eyes are way too precious to make a mistake. So do me a favor and check them out online for your free consultation at huntervision.com. And that's huntervision.com. Hey, homeowners, it's Casey again from the Stag Sports Show. Quick question, are you tired of looking at your old windows and doors that you have in your house? If so, you got to come and check out Mansion Windows and Doors in Winter Park. They're the best in the business. Neil Radloff has over 30 years of experience when it comes to replacing windows and doors. Do yourself a favor, give them a call, or go and see them at their new showroom at 1964 West Fairbanks, and you can always check them out at the web at mansionwd.com. That is mansionwd.com. Hey guys, it's your host, Casey from the Stag Sports Show. I have a message for all the business owners out there. You guys know how important signage is for your business. And if it's time to replace your sign and upgrade, I've got the company just for you. Creative Signs has been serving Central Florida since 1981. They are the best in the business when it comes to service and quality of work. If you would, do me a favor and check them out on the web at creativesignsinc.com. Once again, that's creativesignsinc.com. Hey guys, it's Ryan again from the Stag Sports Show. Are you looking to put a new roof on your house? Well, if so, you want the company that has the most experience in town to do so. Universal Roof and Contracting not only provides you with the quality products and service that you're looking for, but they'll go above and beyond to assure that their client is satisfied. I personally know Ken and Jared Mellick, and I would recommend them over any other roofing company in Orlando. Check Universal Roof and Contracting out on the web at universalroof.com. That's universalroof.com. Welcome back to the Stag Sports Show. We ended the third segment, as we always do, with Stump the Stag and posed a question to Casey. Just a reminder that Stump the Stag is brought to you by Mansion Windows and Doors. If you're looking to replace your old windows or building a new home, need new windows, these are the guys to go go see. They have the best product in town, the best service in town. You can call them at 407-951-8636 or visit them online at mansionwd.com. That is Mansion Windows and Doors. So, Casey, the question was, in the NBA playoffs... Who are the top five players who have had the most games with 20-plus points, 5-plus rebounds, and 5-plus assists? Well, you know how much I love lists. I, I, you know, whenever you come up with a trivia question, a, a stump the stag question, I love when it's lists because I just, I, growing up, I used to study lists. You know, it didn't matter what it was, if it was sports-related or geography. You know, I love knowing the largest states, the largest cities in the, in the country, in the world. Um, You're weird, man. I am very weird, but uh, it's gotten me to this point. And hopefully I, that that will pay off on, on this question here. So when you first asked me the question, I just racked my brain to think who's played a ton of playoff games because that's really what it comes down to. And then you, you know you kind of filtered out through there. So 
Of course, Michael Jordan is the first name that came to my head. Uh, let's go Magic Johnson. Larry Bird. LeBron James. Tim Duncan. Ah, You know, that is a good guess. Um, but that fifth spot belongs to one Kobe Bryant. The Kobe Bryant who never passes the freaking ball. That guy made this list. He made the list. And what surprises me most about this list is that LeBron James sits at the top of it. with He's number one. He's number one with 101 games with 20-plus wow. points, 5-plus rebounds, 5-plus assists. And who is second with 83, which is a big, pretty large gap, is Larry Bird. And that surprises me because you, you talked to a lot of uh, older gentlemen who, who don't, don't really watch today's NBA. They don't appreciate it. But they're really they're really missing out. This guy's breaking records. Yes, with Michael Jordan being retired, that that sort of generation have stopped watching the NBA. They say it's no good anymore. But they're really missing out and not appreciating the great talent that's in the league now. LeBron James, he could hit 150 when it's all set and double. I mean, LeBron James is, is 29, 30 years old. Michael Jordan didn't win a championship till he was that age, and he won six after that. LeBron can keep winning. Um, so. As of right now, he's one of the best ever to play the game, and, and he's in the middle of his career. So, if you if you guys should check him out, <laughs> yeah, it's a you know it's the NBA is in a great spot right now with with LeBron you know leading the way, and I I don't think I I'm not an old man, but I don't I don't think I, I've mentioned this on the show before. I don't think I really appreciate what LeBron's doing. I'm not a huge fan of the way he plays the game. Which is weird because he's a he's a team player. I'm 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 an old soul. I think you know I appreciate Larry Bird. I appreciate Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, of course. But it is unreal to see what he's doing. And you it's know, not he's just him. You know, it's Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Now, like all but these he's great the players. one breaking the records. And it, when it's all said and done, he's going to be there. You know, with uh, with playoff records, with regular season records, and uh, he's just having an incredible. Career. I'm surprised Kobe made the list. I thought Tim Duncan would, um, but Kobe's played a ton of playoff games. He's got five rings. You know, he's been there. I think something also that plays into this is they used to have the first round was just a five game series. Now all of the rounds are seven games. So if, you know, most often than not that's adding that's adding at least one game to the series. You know, even if it's a sweep, it's four games instead of three now. Um, but man, the playoffs are fun. I'm ready to see some great second round matchups. We've got we'll have Chicago and Cleveland. Um, you know, we're going to have a, a lot of fun here in the playoffs. We've got Ryan McKenzie joining us. He's uh, he's uh, got some time in his day here to, to visit us, as he always does. How are you doing today, Ryan? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. We've had a, had a fun show today, talking a little uh, Josh Hamilton in the yes. first segment. I don't know if you were listening, but uh, you got any thoughts on him? I'm glad he's going back to Texas. I like him there, and I think that's the only – I mean, he was doing well. He's staying out of trouble. He left. He gets uh, he gets hurt. He gets in more trouble. We'll go back to where you're doing well. See what happens. Yeah, that's the main. You know, that's the main point I, I I made in the first segment. There is it's baseball aside, man. Like I don't care if he ever steps foot on a, on a baseball field again. But he's gotta he's gotta find some victory in his life, and you know that's where he found victory was in Texas. So if he's just gonna put himself back around the right people, uh, that's gonna encourage him, that are, are gonna push him in the right direction, then that's where he needs to be. If he's taking a huge pay cut to do so even better you know i mean it, it seems like the angels are, are willing to to cover some of the cost to get rid of him the the right. owner has been adamant about him not playing another game um but i really really hope he takes advantage of this and and is a shining example to, to young athletes i know he's been that in the past but this is another opportunity where he can 
redeem himself and really encourage other people. Um, one thing I know you're not you're not much of a, a of a boxing guy here, but man, Pacquiao, Pacquiao, <laughs> Pacquiao, and Mayweather are finally playing each yeah. other. Uh, playing, man, what am I doing? They're I clearly don't know about boxing. boxing. They're going to play a boxing match. They're going to fight <laughs> each other. They're going to punch each other in the face for hours. That's pretty much what it boils down That's to. Kind of exciting. Um, even though boxing is on the out, there's still a ton of money in it. Who, who do you got in this one? I don't know, but I don't like Mayweather. I'm with you. He is a jerk. Pacquiao all the way. Yeah, you know, Pacquiao, I, I like his demeanor. He's a soft-spoken guy, a pretty humble guy. Mayweather is the exact opposite. Yep. And I, I think Mayweather is going to win. I'll be rooting for Pacquiao, but I do think Mayweather wins the fight. But listen to this. There is $74 million that is going to be you know, sold. All the ticket sales compiled to make $74 million. And there's 17,000 seats in the MGM Grand. So the average is about $4,400 a ticket to go see this boxing match. It's 100 bucks on, on pay-per-view. I'm, again, I'm not a huge boxing guy, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to at least watch this fight. This is one for the ages. I mean, what's the, right. what's the last big fight that has taken place in boxing? Was it Holyfield and Tyson? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Hopefully that ear doesn't get bit off this time. Um, the NHL playoffs are, are in full swing. I don't know if you've caught any of this. Did you did you catch the Lightning game the other night, Ryan? You know what? I saw I saw the Solar Bears were winning. That's uh, that's not quite the NHL, but that's, that's <laughs> about as much hockey as I've heard about lately. I was so my, not much help to you there. Sorry, <laughs> my brother. My brother to to kind of give you the contrast between the Solar Bears and the NHL. My brother went to a, a um, Solar Bears game this year, and he said when the opening puck was dropped. You know, a player on each opposing team dropped their gloves and fought right as the game started. Like, they were just waiting for the game to start so that they could, you know, legally punch each other in the face. So, clearly, they had something going on before the game. You don't really see that in the NHL. You know, they they fight and they push each other around. But, uh, anyway, to give you a quick update on the Lightning, they were, they were down 2-1 in the series. And they were playing their second of uh, two games in Detroit. And... uh you know, they were down 2-0 with five minutes left. They got a goal in. A minute later, they get another goal in to tie the game um, and then, you know, force it to go to overtime, and they score within two minutes to, to, to win the game. So, Love it. It, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. NHL playoffs are a ton of fun to watch. The regular season's a, a, a drag, but, you know, the Lightning have plenty of momentum. They play tonight at 6 back here in Tampa, and hopefully they can get another victory. Ryan, you're yeah. a personal trainer. In my opinion, you're the best in town. What tips do you have for us today? Well, what do you want to do? Well, what, what are you looking to accomplish, Casey? Tell me what you need, and I'll give you. I'm trying I told, to get rid of that gut. Yeah. So I told a friend this week that I want to get buff. That is it, verbatim what I said. And me personally, that is really tough for me to do, just because I'm not a lot of times motivated. Like, I don't. I'm not like fat or anything, and it's it's like I, I don't feel the pressure to necessarily get in shape, but I want to get in right. shape. So how do I how do I start that process? How do I start that journey to at least get in shape, regardless if I get quote buff or not? I want to at least not be breathing hard when I'm walking up the stairs. What do I do? Man, the, the biggest thing that for for me personally, and that I, I try to get all my clients doing, is, is find that consistent time in the day that it's gonna that you're willing to sacrifice because nothing ever works. It's always everybody's always too busy. There's never a time that's good. You got to find the time and go and do it. So I mean, even if it's just a little circuit on machines, or you're doing push-ups and sit-ups or pull-ups at the house, um, or just watching some, you know, you, you know, you were telling me you're doing a Cindy Crawford workout um, on the on the VHS tapes your your mom used to have. I think uh, 
If you're just doing Did those, I tell you, you that? Just find a time, find a time in the day, and say this is my time. Whether it's five a.m., whether it's lunchtime, whether it's in the evening, right before you go to bed, whatever you got to do. Say this is my time. Set an alarm and make it happen. Now, that's the biggest thing you can do. Is a lot of people set an alarm to wake up. I think you start setting an alarm to uh, when it's time to go to bed. You set an alarm when it's time to work out. I think that's a big, huge step. Ryan, I love it. And uh, just uh, be ready for some some text and calls that I'll be making to you for some encouragement. You can follow Ryan on Facebook, Training with Ryan. He has plenty of tips up there on yes, Facebook sir. if you're looking to get in shape or if you're an athlete and you want to keep it going in the off season. he's the man for that. Hey, thanks for joining us today, Ryan. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. And I just want to thank all the listeners. Um, you know, we really, really do appreciate everyone who tunes in on a weekly basis. Um, you know, we have fun in here every week, but it's really – it's the support that you guys show, um, you know, to the show. And I want to thank the sponsors as well for even allowing us to be on the radio. Um, I want to let you guys know we are going to transition a little bit. We're we're, we're moving on to some uh, bigger, bigger things. I want to thank AM660 for being there for us. I mean, you guys have given us an awesome platform, but we will be moving to Charisma Media. And it's going to be a little bit different. It won't be a live radio show like we have here um, on a weekly basis, but it's going to be a weekly podcast that we do and, and possibly a blog to go along with that. More details to come. You can always follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, and uh, you know I'll definitely be updating you guys as more details come. But I just wanted to thank everyone who listens. Um, this new opportunity is going to allow me to, to even move in the vision that I have for this show and, and allow me to reach more people with what I want to what I want to reach them with. So again, thank you everyone who listens. We'll see you next week. This is Stag Sports Show. Hey guys, it's Casey again from the Stag Sports Show. I hope you enjoyed the show. What we want to do is we want to make you part of the team. You like sports, you like the show. If you're a part of a business or an organization, let's combine the two and be a part of Casey's Corner. If you want to advertise your organization or the business that you're a part of, send me an email at stagsportshow1 at gmail.com. That's stag, S-T-A-G-G, sportshow, the number one at gmail.com. We want you to be a part of the team. AM 660, The Answer, W-O-R-L, Altamont Springs, Orlando. A service of Salem Communications, intelligent, conservative, AM